Welcome back to Unqualified Sports Podcast. We have a great show for y'all today. I'm going to recap the first round of the playoffs, give y'all a few of my thoughts on the second round, some current NBA news. Also, I'm going to get into the NFL draft. I know it's been a minute since we since y'all heard from us. So I'm going to get a little bit into the NFL draft. I'm going to get into a couple of things that's happened around the league, like to my poor Cowboys, Jason Witten retired. Uh, but he's moving on to better things. But most importantly, man, we finally got the interview with St. James standout safety and Mississippi State signee Sean Preston. It's a great interview. To be honest, we had a lot of technical difficulties, but we've been trying to figure out ways to alleviate that. And we put it together as best we could. And I promise y'all, y'all need to make sure y'all listen to it. This dude is going to be a great, great athlete uh, in this upcoming season and in future and in the future of, of football. So y'all make sure y'all tune, stay tuned in for that. So without further ado, man, let's get started. Okay, so to recap these playoffs from the first round, or at least the games, the, the series that weren't over with from the last podcast, we had the Cavs and the Pacers, to be honest, LeBron James fan right here. I knew they were going to win the series, but I was still kind of in question of, you know, how would they go further, which I'll get into that in a little bit later, but... um you can't really doubt LeBron in the East. It, it's just one of them things. Um, but you got your Celtics and your Bucks. Uh, they end up the Celtics end up winning four uh, three. They basically just out coached them dudes. I mean, they were they the Bucks. You know, to the Bucks credit, they do have only have an interim coach uh, who probably won't be their coach next year. Um, so maybe once they get a better coach in there, which Mark Jackson, I know. It's not the big bright lights like New York or like L.A., but Mark Jackson will be a hell of a coach for a Giannis Antetokounmpo and and all the talent that they got there. But either way, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. But the Bucks end up, you know, failing, and Giannis really didn't play up to par like he should have. He should have put up a better fight. But they end up losing that series of 4-3 to three to the Celtics. Uh, the Raptors and the Wizards. The Wizards. We knew that they wasn't going to win. John Wall did all he could do. Uh, the Raptors shouldn't have never even took them to to six. But, I mean, that's the Raptors. Um, and John Wall really now, John Wall saying that, you know, they need to make, basically they need to make some changes. You know, John Wall like, we, we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's not me and it's not Bradley Bill, but people need to play and they need to step up when they need to step up and blah, blah, blah. Now, I know who says who he was calling out. A lot of people uh, under the speculation talking about Gortat because Gortat had a lot to say about their team was better when John Wall wasn't there and all that crap. But, hey, uh, we clearly know they, they didn't pay John Wall almost $200 million for him to be the crap dude and he showed up when he needed to. So, um Kudos to John Wall, man. But either way, uh, they expect them to make some changes this offseason. Um, the Jazz and the Thunder. Man, who would have thought? Uh, and, and and my dog, Sean, he going to kind of touch on it. This is going to show you. We we did our interview uh, a couple, like a week ago. Uh, but uh, he spoke on, he actually spoke on this series. And he spoke about how Donovan Mitchell really, just how great of a player he is. And he is. And, uh Hell, you know, you can't credit Donovan Mitchell and not and not give credit to to uh, to Russell Westbrook because you know Donovan Mitchell put up a twenty point quarter, twenty two point quarter, and uh, Westbrook put up a twenty point quarter. So they both were balling. Uh, will they end up staying together? Will the Thunder stay together? Melo say he ain't coming out the bench. Poor Melo, bro. I don't know what they're going to do with Melo. Melo going to pull a Dez Bryant and not going to be able to get on nobody's team to get paid the money that he deserved to get paid, that he feel he deserved to get paid and not going to play the role he deserved. He think he deserved to play. He, he need to cut it out, bro. He need to just hush his mouth and come off the bench and he could really be like that dude if he just accept, you know, self-awareness is key. And Melo definitely needs some, need to do some reflecting on what type of player he is now. But we'll see how that goes as well. The Rockets and the Timberwolves, I think me personally, and I'm going to touch on this in a little bit more um, 
when I get on to the next round of the playoffs and to what's currently happening. But I think the Rockets need to wake up or the Rockets have been exposed by the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves shown that they have a weakness. Now, it wasn't easy to exploit the weakness uh, from the Timberwolves. Like, it wasn't easy to point out what the weakness was that they were exploiting to me. But you you kind of seen it like, man, the Timberwolves, like, if they really play like they should be playing, um, they could probably, you know, get a Rockets and run for their money. But they didn't. The Rockets basically uh, toyed with the Timberwolves. Um, and, I mean, they had Jimmy Butler, who basically was uh, put together. I mean, hell, he he, he was taped up, man. He, he he was so injured, bro. Like, it's nothing that they really could have done with their leader being so hobbled. So, uh, I didn't expect them to win. Uh, I thought they would put up a better fight, but uh, they do have some players on their team, like Andrew Wiggins, who really, who actually I just heard Tracy McGrady say he would love to work out with him in the off season to help him improve his game because he actually has a lot of potential and he's just um you know him getting paid 190 million dollars uh he needs to be better so trace mcgrady you know think that thinks that he can help him so i think that'll be a good look for him you know for him to work out with trace mcgrady man uh i mean that's a hall of famer so you know we'll see how that goes um but uh, the Rockets, man, I, like I said in a in a previous taping, recording, I said, I just one thing, it's just hard for me to believe in Dan Tony, James Harden, and Chris Paul. You got too many people on that uh too many people on that team who I have a lot of question about. So, like I said, man, in this next in this next uh segment, I'm gonna get into what's currently going on in the, in the NBA, in the playoffs, and give y'all my whole spiel on that. Okay, second round of playoffs, and I'm I'm gonna be as brief as I can be about this because I got my my basketball expert shy. Uh, doing a show with me Sunday so we can kind of go over everything and and we could either uh, agree or debate on these things that's happening in this second round of the playoffs. But uh, let's start with King James, uh, who's basically the puppet master of the Toronto Raptors, man. Uh, I just saw a thing that said, King of the North. I've seen bronze plan to play on Drake. I've seen Lebronto. I mean, whatever you want to call it, being in these dudes' heads, like he not only in the heads of the players, he's in Dwayne Casey's head. Dwayne Casey does not know what to do with LeBron at all. LeBron basically dominated them last night. LeBron made a lot of shots that maybe six or seven years ago, maybe even closer than that, maybe three or four years ago, we'd be like, what the hell, LeBron? Why are you taking this crazy fadeaway? He was killing them with the fadeaway. Like, I got to give it to him. I never seen him play efficiently that way. Now, he's played efficiently a lot, especially against the Raptors, but in that way, so unlike LeBron, but hey, I mean, I and I'm be honest, I kind of had doubt going into this series about it. I was like, man, I don't think that they will win this series. Game one, people said they got lucky. Toronto played a good game. They kind of messed up at the end like they normally do. But this game, they just got punished, man, and I, I don't see what it was. And they actually had a lead in the game. So I don't know exactly why they um, – underperform against LeBron, I, I really think that not more so DeRozan, but Kyle Lowry, he got a 10-man syndrome when it comes to the Cavs, bro. Like, it's like he's scared of something. He had put up 18 points in the first quarter. He can't never complete a full game against these dudes, maybe once or twice a series, and you need to win. You need a complete game against LeBron's team, four games, if you're going to be those two dudes. DeMar DeRozan can't do it by itself. He's not only playing offense, but he's playing defense as well. And he's leaving uh, DeMar DeRozan out to dry. Um, but to move forward, 
to my other prediction that just basically got killed is the Pels. If Steph Curry came back late in the series, that's what I said. You hear first. If Steph Curry came back after game five, then, you know, the Pels would win the series. Well, I clearly was wrong about that. Steph Curry came back in game two. Game one, they got demolished, which also you're going to hear Sean talk about. Uh, game two, Steph Curry came back like he never left. Uh, kind of, I hate to reference Drake, but uh, we say I've been gone since late July and they acting like I died. So everybody kind of had that mentality with, uh, with Steph like, Oh, well, he's been out since March, and he's going to be rusty. And But I guess with the, the style of play that he has, I mean, it's not like he's like a person that needs physical. He's a physical player. He's a finesse player that has a, a unbelievable range. Uh, so he can shoot the ball from anywhere. As long as he can shoot, then he's fine. Um, so I don't look at it like maybe maybe he is a rust-free type of player. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He came back and he just didn't lose a step at all. Steph hasn't lost a step at all, man. Uh, so we'll see how this series play out. They play tonight. So hopefully the Pels can at least take these two home games and stretch this series. Um, we'll see. Uh, they tried to play fast pace. I, I don't know how to talk the shot about that because I, I don't know if that's the right recipe. But um, we'll we'll see, man. I, let's you know fly Pelicans fly, man. I'm I'm pulling for y'all, man. Y'all the home team, so let's go, man. Uh, the Celtics and the Seventy Sixers, though. So to me, the surprise, not surprise of the of the playoffs is the Celtics. One, they were the number two seed that's probably the biggest underdogs as a number two seed in the playoffs that I can remember where people really thought that they couldn't even make it out of the first round, let alone, excuse me, let alone be up 2-0 against the quote-unquote very hot 76ers who actually might make it to the NBA Finals. Uh I don't know how I feel about that either. One, Brad Stevens is probably the best coach in the NBA. Period. Only coach I probably put over Brad Stevens is Coach Popovich. Brad Stevens has taken a basically dismantled team. Put them back together with whatever pieces he had left and is basically dominate. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it again. And I even heard they might talk about trading Kyrie for for Kawhi Leonard. I heard them talking about that. Look, even if they don't, they don't need to do nothing. They still got a first round pick. Next year, the Celtics will win the NBA championship. If they're healthy, they will win the NBA championship. No team in the East or the West will beat them in a seven-game series, period. If they're healthy, I don't know if you heard it anywhere else, but you damn sure just heard it here. And this ain't the first time I said it. So, but either way, Brad Stevens, hell of a coach. Um, ben Simmons had one point last night. One point. Let that sink in. Now, I know he's not a scorer. He had one point on four shot attempts. He made no buckets. He only made one free throw. The Celtics basically excluded him from the game. But he kind of excluded himself from the game. He wasn't aggressive. He kind of got out of the game. If it wasn't for the three-point shooting of his team teammates, uh, he wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't even been in the game at, at any point. Uh of how they led by 22, and they let the Celtics come back. Terry Rozier, he basically letting the world know, man, I'm real. I know I'm a backup, but I'm real deal. I could play, and I'm and I'm smart, and I'm 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 a good player. I have good IQ. I could shoot the three. I could score. I can go to the basket. I can make good play. Man, this dude just balling. I mean, he just balling. But I will say this: Joel and B doing his thing. 
But Ben Simmons, I think we might be jumping the gun on him a tad because he's actually worse than what LeBron was when LeBron couldn't quote-unquote shoot. Uh, He still could score. Ben Simmons isn't even aggressive to score like that. Um, But either way, he kind of, he might, he seems to be a little bit overrated to me. Um, It seems as if he doesn't really have the full-fledged winning mentality. He's not really the winner. Because, I mean, even when he went to LSU, you know, he did a lot, but what did he really do? Like, you would think a player of his magnitude and how great they're making him to be, he would be better. So I'm not completely, you know, saying that he's just trash and nothing like that, but I think we got to pump the brakes before we give him the LeBron, the LeBron part deux. Part two thing, or if we say he's gonna be the next great thing, because because I even said it myself, but I have to. I'm starting to think about it. Like, if it's that easy to diminish him to one point, then he has a lot of development that he has to do. And not only that, but you got another rookie point guard that you got that you got to play, Brown. Brown, you got to play him. Brent Brown or Brett Brown. I can't think of the coach's name. But you got to play Markel Fultz, man. Let him try to create. At least he's aggressive to score. You know, Ben Simmons going to sit back and he going to let them dictate to him what he what he can and can't do. Markel Fultz can create for other people, but at least he's going to try to score and he's going to create a whole other element to your offense. You got to do something against these Celtics or else y'all going to lose this series and y'all not supposed to. I mean, let's just keep it real. Uh, the Rockets and the Jazz. So... Kobe did a uh, the new show Kobe got. Shout out to Kobe doing all kind of big things in uh, like movie and TV production and stuff like that. So shout out to Kobe. Uh, but he did a uh, his show detail. He did one about Donovan Mitchell and said how Donovan Mitchell should attack. They did a preview of it. He showed how Donovan Mitchell should attack the Rockets defense. And I got to give it to Donovan Mitchell, man. I, they, he started getting a lot of flack about being. Um, a volume scorer, basically not being efficient, but just shooting the ball so many times when he got, he got a score. Well, that's maybe true. Um, but they did lose their point guard and he has took taken over point guard duties for the most part. And, uh, dude had, you know, basically a double double. Um, and they beat the Rockets. They kind of upset the Rockets in game two and the Rockets little isolation offense kind of got slowed down and it just didn't work the right way against the Jazz. The Jazz kind of really, you know, they kind of they kind of played them very well. And he, the whole game, kind of thinking that the Rockets just going to, they're a better team. They're going to just, you know, win the game. And they didn't. So I'm not going to just bear the Rockets just yet. I think the Rockets will lose to the Warriors in the next round. But I think the Jazz is going to take them to seven. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, hands down, is proven in these playoffs. And I know it's just a regular season award. He's proving that he is the rookie of the year because he brings more to the table. Even though Ben Simmons is projected to be greater, Donovan Mitchell actually might be the better player overall when their careers are done. You heard that here first as well. Um can the Rockets pull off this isolation ball against the Warriors? I don't think so. The Warriors just too stacked, bro. Like, I, I don't see it happening. We'll see, and I'll discuss it more when, when that hat when that day comes. If the Rockets get out, which I think they will, if they get out of this series to get to the Warriors, I think they will. But we're gonna see, man. It's gonna be tough. You can't just sit back and play isolation ball like that against the Warriors and think that they're going to just sit there and not be able to defend you. They are good defensively, and they can score the ball. So outscoring them is going to be harder than most because they can, they can, they can shoot the three, too. They can just like y'all. They can go three for three with y'all, just go back and forth. And it's hard to beat them dudes. They just got too many players, man, like – you just take they two best players and you put them up against 
the two best players of the Rockets, and they just have better. <laughs> they got better players, and then you probably gonna put Draymond on on Harden, and you know uh, that's gonna be a problem. Speaking of that. Charles Barkley wanted to punch Draymond in the face. And as a Pelicans fan, I don't really care for Draymond right now. And I'm not saying I will punch him in the face. But I understood with Charles Barkley. And one thing, nobody's nobody saying this on the big networks, but I'm going to say this. Charles Barkley, quote, unquote, apologized and said, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing because it was inappropriate for what I said, but I'm not sorry for what I said. So to me, what that means is, I said I'll punch in your face. I just shouldn't have said I'll punch in your face on TV. Because if you was playing with me like that, I'll punch in your face. So kudos to to Charles Barkley. Because he ain't back down from Draymond Green saying, yeah, when you see me punch. Okay, thing is, Charles Barkley, 50 years old, that's that's not going to be a fight that's going to ever happen. So let's just be honest. But also let's be honest and say uh, Charles Barkley it's not going to back down from Draymond Green just because he thinks he can punk people on the court. And I know it's you can't really get into a fight on the court and this, that, and the other. And Rondo didn't back down from him. Draymond Green uh, isn't necessarily a dirty player, but he he can be considered that from some. I'm not going to label, label him as a dirty player, but I am going to label him. I'm not going to label him as a dirty player, but I am going to label him as a player that uh, – He's pesky. He's uh, irritant. And if you rooting for the team that's that's not uh, that he he not on the team, he not he not gonna be somebody you like. And really and truly, you know, he only as good as he is. And I'm gonna say this, and I heard Chris Webber kind of mention this, and I don't re- I don't never agree with Chris Webber, but I this one thing I agree with Chris Webber about: Draymond Green is not that good of a player. On any other team. He's only that good of a player. On that team. He would never be an all-star. On any other team. Unless they feature in Draymond Green. And he's not clearly not a scorer. He's not a point guard. On that team. They can allow him to do that. Because of how many shooters and scorers. And Steph Curry's. You basically you got Steph Curry on the team. You got Klay Thompson. Draymond Green. I mean and uh, Kevin Durant. It makes him look better. If he wasn't on that team. He wouldn't be that good. But. Uh. To move on to other things, some good news in the NBA. Uh, David Fisdale got hired by the Knicks on a four-year contract. Um, I think he's a great coach. I'm glad he got a job. Uh, I think he was mistreated uh, with Memphis, so I'm glad he got a job. He got a big market job, so it's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but I think he can handle it because he is kind of outspoken, like take that for data. You know, like he he's outspoken, like and he's going to speak his mind. I think he can coach up the team pretty good. I think this first year won't be something to really look at to see how great of a coach he is. But that second year when Chris Stops is back and they possibly have a lottery pick or two under their belts, uh, I think, you know, maybe they attract a free agent. Maybe Kawhi Leonard never heard that too, um, you know. Maybe we can see what where it comes, you know, what 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 happens with that. Um, so uh, good luck to Coach Fisdale. Uh, I look forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen with him as a coach in uh, in uh, in New York, because Lord knows that's a crazy market to coach in. I mean, it's nothing but and they from what the from what media says, uh, that organization is poorly ran and stuff like that. So so we will see. Let's get into a little NFL, just not to focus on just the NBA. They do have some uh, NFL news. Uh, one, Jason Witten retires. Uh, probably the one of the top five tight ends of all time. I'm only saying top five. Uh, you know, in numbers, he's probably like top two or three. But overall, he's going to be like top four or five, maybe. Maybe top six or seven, depending on, you know, Who's creating a list? But uh, he is a cowboy man, and he retired, and he had his speech, which is a real emotional speech. But he's moving on to big to a big thing, you know. He's moving on to the Monday Night Football uh, as a Monday Night Football commentator, uh, as broadcaster, 
So, you know, kudos to him, man. Jerry Jones got some hell of a connection. Jerry Jones gonna get you on some on some TV. If you was if you had any if you had any love with Jerry Jones, like he he cared about you as a person, he wants you to move forward in life and still have a good paying job, Jerry Jones gonna get you on some TV. He that's one thing about him, because you know why though? He gonna make sure that you always being talked about. Like the cowboys always gonna be talked about because Jerry Jones manipulates that shit, bro. It's, it's ridiculous, bro. But to go back a little bit, um, just to talk about this draft. Oh, man, the draft was amazing. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he got drafted 31 in the first round. 32 in the first round. He was the last draft, last draft pick of the first round. And uh, I'm happy for Lamar Jackson. I'm happy he went to the Ravens. Uh, shout out to Darius. Well, we got an interview. We'll be posting to him real soon as well. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. But um, I'm glad he went to the Ravens. I'm not um, against anything the Ravens do. The Ravens also, you know, they've been a good organization. Like I say, a good friend of ours, Ladarius Well, played for the Ravens for years. Um, minus some of the things that Ray Lewis has said and things of that nature that. You know, people think of him in certain ways as far as in the black community. Uh, he was a great football player, Ed Reed. I mean, you you had some great players play there. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I always have – I got a lot of respect for the Ravens uh, organization. Um, but uh, Lamar Jackson went 31. The Cowboys selected some, some Vander-ish – linebacker. I'm just only speaking about that because I'm a Cowboys fan. And plus, people like hearing about the Cowboys. So I'm going to talk about the Cowboys every chance I get anyway. But either way, uh, but the, maybe one of the biggest surprises of the draft is that Baker Mayfield went first. But I think one thing that people don't like to factor in, they factor in just talent. But, like, what's the personal winner? Like, to me, um, that's a big thing for to me why I think Baker Mayfield went first. Now, clearly, we unqualified. I don't have no inside scoop on what the Browns did, but I think the Browns saw that this dude went came from being a walk on twice to being uh in that in the basically in the hunt to win the the playoffs, the college playoffs. He won a Heisman. He came running up as a Heisman before. He put in work and he's a winner. He's won at, he's won in the high school level. Like he's a winner. And like you need winning. You can, it like certain people don't have that quality and he does. And I think that people, you know, they kind of undermine that. Like that's not as as important as the skill set. He clearly has a skill set. The same thing they did with uh Oh, man, that's the same thing they did with, I can't believe, I can't think of this man, Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God, shoot me. Uh, the same thing they did with Deshaun Watson. They didn't They didn't have no belief in him, but the dude proved one thing. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. That's one thing I'm going to show y'all. I can win. And, you know, he can go to the next the next level, and he's a winner. Like, that's what it needs to be. Um, but, you know, that's that was the biggest thing from the draft. Um, this the first year I actually sat and watched the draft, the full, the full first round. It was actually very interesting. Um, you know, it's something that uh, I didn't find interesting at first, but I think it's real interesting to see who takes who and different things like that. So you know, um, I think it was I think it was pretty good, pretty good showing this year. Um, I think a lot of teams made a lot of good moves. And we'll see how this year turns out. Speaking of the uh, moves, one move that just recently happened, Derek Johnson, former linebacker of the Kansas City Chiefs, has just signed with the Raiders. Now, granted, he has had a lot of injuries over the past few years, but he's a hell of a linebacker. So the Raiders making some little quiet little moves that's really might be loud come the season. Uh, but the Biggest probably news in the NFL lately is that Matt Ryan just signed a hundred million dollar contract, getting paid thirty million a year. So I know Aaron Rodgers probably side eyeing like, so what y'all gonna do for me? Cause I'm damn sure better than Matt Ryan. 
And I mean, that's just what it is. He's way better than Matt Ryan, so he probably gonna get broke off. I even think Tom Brady want to get paid right now because Tom Brady, they just had had a recording of Tom Brady saying he kind of feel underappreciated where he at. He like I didn't took all these pay cuts, but I keep taking out a Super Bowl, so like where my money at? Like these little playoff bonuses and all that, that's cool and all, but like where my where my money at? Like y'all gotta pay me too. So we're going to see how that turns out as well. But Matt Ryan just got broke off. So Matt Ryan just set the stage for whoever the next elite uh, quarterback is, he going to get paid. Like, we finally starting to see a lot of $100 million contract. And it's a fully guaranteed contract, too. He get, he just got the Kirk Cousins style contract. It's the second fully guaranteed contract. So either the NFL really believe that they about to really start making some money. So they okay with paying uh, by somebody like Maddie Ice, or as I would like to say, Maddie Melt, Maddie Meltdown, because at the end of the day, Matt Maddie, uh, Matt Ryan is not that good of a player to me. But he's a good quarterback, but he's not. He didn't even have a good season. He he didn't even have a good season for them to pay this man like that. So that means Aaron Rodgers gonna get broke off. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers' agent, man. Make sure this man get paid. He deserves it. Now we're going to get into this interview with the Mississippi State signee, former St. James safety standout, Sean Preston. Sean. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Enjoying my day. You say, I'm sorry, what you say? I said, I'm enjoying this wonderful day. Man, I'm enjoying my day, too. If I ain't have to work early, I'd be a little bit better. But, uh, man, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. At work, that's from St. James. Right. I'm, and that's where you from, right? Right. So, he uh, just so happened, he was like, man, come to the games. I can get you in the game free, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I want to take my son. So, I brought my son there. And, uh, honestly, I I didn't ask who you was initially. I just kept saying, man. <laughs> Number seven killing them out there. Number seven killing them out there. I'm like, they need to put him on offense. Then they put you on offense. And it was like, <laughs> they need to keep him on offense. <laughs> so it's like, just, it's just killing everybody, bro. And I was, I was doing some research, bro. They say you six foot tall. Uh, Are you really six, six foot, foot tall? Or are you taller than that? Something like that. Because on the field, you look <laughs> way taller than that. Uh, maybe. Just the people you playing against, you just look bigger than them, bro. But man, you look way taller than that, man. But uh, like again, bro, thank you, thank you for having us on. Before we get into the, the more personal things about you, and just to kind of get on some recent sports talk real quick, uh, what you thought about the draft, bro? Well, of course, first thing I'm gonna think about is my team. Uh, uh Saints kind of shocked me when they draft when they um traded up and end up not getting Lamar Jackson. But they did get on a quality on DN and Marcus Davenport. I think he was a good pick. Uh, very shocked. I think Baker Mayfield was gonna go number one. That was one of the most shocking things about the whole draft itself. Uh, well, yeah, that was my next question. So you answered that. Yeah, yeah I, I was, was thinking the same thing. Um, Lamar Jackson. I really, honestly, watching the draft, I really didn't think he was gonna. I really didn't think he was gonna make it out uh-huh. the first round. I was hoping that he did, man, because on, on our on our podcast, bro, as one person, whenever I do a podcast, I always try to sh- put him out there because I felt like they just mistreated the man, and he yeah, was way right. more talented than what right. they gave him. Way more talented. Um, so yeah, that was a shocker to me, bro. Well, again, what about like, um, what about the NBA, uh, bro? Yeah. You you a fan of the NBA? Definitely, probably the two biggest things that I'm probably seeing watching NBA playoffs, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a complete fool. Like, like dude really beat <laughs> I ain't going to say beat him by himself, but golly. The man scored 22 in the Basically. third quarter. And, I mean, you got yeah. – Pelicans just got whooped last night. Klay Thompson clowning and all that. And – Cleveland, I mean, yeah. To me, LeBron can't. 
LeBron, it's got to get to a point where LeBron can't win every game by itself. Man, you sound like me, bro. Are you a fan, or you have? Do you have like a certain uh, team or a player that you're a fan of with the NBA? I don't really have a team. Oh man, you on the right show, bro. <laughs> you on the right show. I'm a LeBron fan too. They be hating me when I'm talking to him about him, but I ain't the stupid LeBron fan. That's like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. better than Jordan. I, I ain't. I'm not that much of a LeBron fan, you know. But uh, I am a fan of. But I agree with you, bro. He can't do it all by himself, man. He really can't, bro. Uh, what's your natural position, man? Like, what position do you naturally play? Uh, I mean, so <laughs> I'm gonna run it down to you. I came to say I came from the Pointville Middle School to St. James High as a quarterback. My second position was safety, but I was primarily quarterback. And I mean, we had well enough seats at the time, so <laughs> my playing my playing time wasn't looking too good for me. So I was like, all right, let me go on the defense side of the ball. And we played a JV game versus West St. John. And my defensive coordinator at the time, Coach Daigle, had seen me. I, I Well, first of all, they ran the play to my, um, towards the side, and I laid somebody out right in front of him. And it was like, oh, where's this kid been? So after that, it was like safety, safety, safety. But then, you know, Coach Jenkins and um, Coach Daigle, they left to go on to Lutcher High. So, Coach um, Val came in and played safety for a year under his first year. No, man, I'm sorry, brother. I know it cut you off, but what's what's your natural position? Like, what position do you play? Like that you nat that you naturally play. Well, I'm naturally a safety, but I was moved to linebacker this year. Oh, you was you was moved to line? So, hold up, you was moved to linebacker. You was playing linebacker this year for. Uh... For, for St. James? You can't watch me play. I was playing linebacker. Man, you was playing everything, bro. When I can't watch you play, you played everything. So, <laughs> I didn't know exactly what position. I just knew you played defense. Yeah, because Val said, <laughs> you know, because Val come from, own, come from West St. John, one-day football. And, I mean, he ain't got a lot of depth playing one-day. So, he was like, you know what? We're going to get back to this kind of football style. We're putting our best people on the field. So he put me at put me yeah. a receiver. I had played quarterback a couple of times, played running back. Yeah. He had quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> so hold up, bro. You threw passes too. I didn't even look. I didn't see yeah. that. I don't think I seen you play. I'm going to tell you, I, I think I came to two of your games. I came to see y'all play St. Amon, which they had a white boy that was – he was running that rock. Yeah. Soon as they, as soon as they started utilizing you in the right ways, it, the game just changed. It was like, what the hell just happened? Because they, they was, they was kind of putting a whooping on y'all at the beginning, but then y'all just switched it up, man. And y'all, y'all made a hell of a comeback in that game. That was a great game to actually sit and watch. Um, and I forgot who else y'all played the second game I watched, man. I think I don't remember who y'all played because y'all beat them so bad. Like y'all might have had them by thirty by halftime. I don't. Y'all beat them really bad. But, uh, okay, so <clears throat> uh, I know you committed to, like, Mississippi State. Uh, what made you commit there? Why not LSU or whatever? Well, I mean, um, LSU, it probably would have been nice to stay home. But, I mean, just an offer never came through. It just never really happened. So, I mean, Mm, that's surprising. Yeah, never got off from him, so I mean, nothing I could do about it. So I mean, right? Understand. Um, one of my dad's friends always told me, "You go where you're wanted, not where you're tolerated." Ah. So I mean, when I went to state, it, it was very shown that they wanted me. Uh, really, all the schools that I went to, they wanted me. Uh, never had a bad experience with a school where it was just like, we just want you here to, you know, blah, blah, so we can look good. Now they wanted me there to get better, to make the team better. So that was my whole recruiting process. So, I mean, it was hard. And, I mean, I had my top four end up being L.A. Tech, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, the reason Texas Tech was in there was probably because uh, I just love, like, you love, you know, when you just want to be, want to be somewhere completely different from where you are right now. 
Right. That's what Texas Tech was. Texas Tech was in the middle of nowhere, but once you was in Texas Tech, it was like you didn't want to leave. It was just beautiful, uh-huh. gorgeous, things like that. Um, Vanderbilt, the thing that attracted me to Vanderbilt was the academics. Vanderbilt mm-hmm. might not be the best team in the SEC, but they are by far the most – they are definitely in, in, the, uh, in the lead with academics. So that was probably why uh-huh. they were in – that they was in um my top four. LA Tech definitely um home atmosphere. When I say everybody um you know everybody together, friends, right. everybody family. Like you don't see nobody that's just you know to the side. It's just close oriented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Mississippi yeah. State it basically had what Tech had and it had what LA Tech. It had the family atmosphere, and it was different for me. Like, so it's gonna be a transition, but I'm gonna know I'm gonna have people to help me get through that. Okay, okay, that's good, man. That's good. Um, or oh, what do you plan on studying when you go to Mississippi State? Uh, I plan on going into business administration. Okay, okay. And why why do you want to study business administration? I mean, to me, to me. I'm just trying to get the money. I'm trying to get the big bucks, but I don't want to do something that I'm going to be bored for the rest of my life doing. I mean, of course, for me, the main goal is the NFL, but if that's not possible, you know, not meant for me, then I got to go for the best, the next best thing. Well, it seems like, I mean, just listen to, listening to you talk and just, uh, you know, we, we try out well. I try to do some type of research on the people. If it's just minor things, just to see what type of stats you had. I think you had like, I think this season you may had eighty plus tackles, uh, four sacks, four picks, or something like that. Like you had a pretty good season. I kind of thought that they ranked you kind of wrong. Uh, it was like you number forty in the state. I'm like, oh, they must not be watching you play, or maybe I just ain't watching enough people because I thought you was a way better safety than number 40 in the state. But, I mean, I don't make rankings, so I, I can't – I guess I, I can't crawl over that spill milk. Yeah, I um, But if you like – To me, yeah. that whole thing, but, like, with ranking and stuff, I mean, I mean, it's cool being five-star, four-star, all that. But, like, right now, that don't matter for nobody. Like, you and somebody college, like, they got a person that might be number 20 in the rankings in the state. He might be going to what a smaller school than me, and that's fine. But right. coaches know who they want at the end of the day. Right. So if you're not right. showing the coaches what they want, then you know you're not going to get that opportunity. Right, right. And I think uh, I think you got enough. You know, good seem like you got enough good people around you, man. I know St. James is a is a very fan. I can see why you like the family aspect because when I tell you, literally, you know the saying, everybody and their mama. That's what it is. Everybody and their mama come to support y'all football team. So I mean, I'm pretty sure that was an attractive, uh, uh attractive thing for you. I know uh she he, he texted me uh, a little while ago. He wanted me to ask you uh like what do you do to prepare for games other than like film? You know, we know you do your film study and stuff like that, but what is like some other things that you do to prepare for games? Uh, first of all. I prepare, I prepare myself physically because I want to, you know, beat up my opponent in any way possible. I want to be able to do anything my opponent can do and better. So that's one thing. Uh, game day, I like to be to myself. Like, you know, from what I say, James, you know, they got the new school where the stadium is and they got the old school. So you like, you got to drive to the stadium. So like the whole time right. we at the old school, like I want to be to myself music on just you know watching film that kind of thing just to myself and once i'm on the field i want like i legit i legit want the other team to see me like 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 people think it's funny people think it's funny but before the game like we doing on pre-game like one month man i'm dancing and stuff clowning and stuff man because i want you to see me i want you to know that I'm here. Like, you already know of me, but I want you to know that you about to get all of me. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't playing with you. Right, right, right. Okay, that's another question, because it's something, he, something else he told me to ask you. 
what music do you listen to? Because I heard you reference music. What music do you oh, listen to? Oh, man. Uh, straight murder music. Straight murder. Because when I'm on the field, all I see is red. So, I mean, I'm listening to artists like Chief Keef, NBA Youngboy, Kodak Black. Okay, okay, okay. He 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 and he thought you he thought you was gonna say something like Nicki Minaj or something. No, indeed, we just no, so, uh, but hey, that might get somebody hype. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. Uh, okay, now I gotta ask you about this because this another way that I saw you, which I'm pretty sure everybody did, bro. You got moss, bro. How you made that catch, bro? Like. Thought your instincts was ridiculous for that, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know we needed a play to, you know, to get us rolling, get the ball rolling in the game. And I mean, he threw it. My own, my quarterback Shamar Smith, and um, shout out to Shamar. He's gonna be a hell of an athlete. You say shout out to Shamar. Was it that's your quarterback? Yeah, my own, my my quarterback in the. Beginning of the season with Demarcus Williams, um, he ended up having a good year. He decided not to um, go play football in college no more. He's going to be a regular student, and I respect that. Um, but Shamar right. Smith, he um, ended up taking over in the second half of the season, and he did a hell of a job. Um, he currently has offers from Nichols, Toledo, and Northwestern, and he's on in the 10th grade right now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He did. Oh, yeah. My, my partner was telling me about – Telling me that dude was just a sophomore. He, yeah, he, he gonna be the truth. Huh? He gonna be the truth. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but that catch. But, um, <laughs> but the catch. He, I mean, he just threw it up. And I mean, like, I, I, like me, I talk, I talk trash the whole game. That's just me. I talk. So I was talking trash to the own um, cornerback, and I told him that I'm about to beat him. So, dude threw it up. I'm like, dang, how I'm gonna catch the ball. So, I mean, <laughs> I just threw my hand up and it just sticked there. Like, you look at it, I almost fumbled it. I said, oh, let me tuck that right back in there. And I'm just turning. I got my head turned. I'm running to the end zone and talking to him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I saw the catch, bro, my, I, had saw, I had saw it, didn't realize what it was. My coworker, like I say, like, like I said earlier, St. James is St. James diehards. So everybody St. James know everything St. James. Yes, so and he used to play basketball down there too. So uh he, you know, he real big big into it. And he was like, Man, you seen uh you seen old boy number seven on you got Moss Town? And I said, Man, I thought I thought I was tripping. He said, Yeah, man. He said he so and so he showed it to me again. And I said, Bro, what this dude? He like channeled his inner OBJ or something real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was man, that was a hell of a catch, man. And like so what was the reaction of like your family, friends, the school, the the, the that area? What was the reaction? I mean, it was big because I mean I'm really the first person from St. James to put St. James on ESPN. I mean like like, we have athletes that's always on your – like, you got Lowell, you have Corey, you got all of them. But they play for LSU. They play for different colleges, you know. But right. like, I'm the first person to put St. John High School on ESPN, letting people know who we are. So, I mean, that was just a blessing in itself, knowing that the community, like, you know, getting some – like, some kind of recognition, like, you know, like, for real down here. Um, my family, it was big because, I mean – you got everybody here, my mom's, my dad's up about how proud of them, how proud they are of me. Uh, this, it was like it really was crazy because I didn't even know I was on it. We was walking. It came on Sunday, Sunday morning. We was yeah. walking out the house to go to church. Man, we, man, all we had, Sean Prescott from St. James High. Like what? Because <laughs> it was live <laughs> TV. Like what, man? <laughs> But okay, so did you realize that you had made that hell of a catch at that point, or did it didn't like it didn't dawn on you that it was that great of a catch at that time? So, and then, like, I asked people, I asked, I was like, like you really look good. And they're like, man, yeah, man. And I was like, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, I was like, man, it probably was sloppy, you know what I'm saying? And, and, nah, 
It really was. It really was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about it was sloppy, bro. Like even you saying that you like, I, I, I guess I just didn't see the almost fumble part out. And that's, but you know what, bro? I'm, I'm gonna cut myself off. That's the, that's the good thing about you and you being an athlete and that being that detail. That's gonna be a good quality for you to have, knowing that, man. I, I caught this ball, but I almost had created a turnover for my team. So, uh, cause I did hear you mention. You know, you do whatever it takes for your team. So Mississippi State got something special with you, bro. I'm, I, I, I really, I really hope you nothing but the best up there, man. I'm definitely gonna be tuning in to Mississippi State football for sure. Yes, you know, even when y'all going against LSU, I'm an LSU fan, but I'm gonna have, I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for you. I don't necessarily say I'm be rooting for the Bulldogs, but I'm be rooting for you though. Well, definitely, you know, definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well, look, man, look. Do you have uh, you got anything you want to share with the people, or anything maybe that I didn't just get a chance to ask that you just want to put out there, or anything like that? Uh, like, like I said, definitely being tuned to um, Mississippi football. This year gonna be a good year for the dogs, man. I mean, hell, state. Okay, okay. You got any like uh you wanna put your uh, your Twitter or your IG handles out there or anything like that? Well y'all can follow me at Savage Seven S A V A G E, the number seven E V E N. And that's the same thing for Instagram too. Okay, IG and Twitter. All right, definitely, man. Well look, thank you, thank you, thank you again, man. Like I say, we wish you the best. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we see you again on ESPN making great plays. And hopefully we don't see you on You Got Moss on the opposite end of it. Because oh, never, never, never. Uh, you're going to go against some real talent, some real good talent coming up. And I know you can shut them down, but I just don't want to see you on the opposite end of You Got Moss. <laughs> never that, man. <laughs> hey, we're going we gonna to get that working. I feel that, bro. Again, bro, thank you. I really appreciate you. You know, being patient with us for the most part, dog. Thank you so much, dog. Thank you for having me. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast today. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure y'all like. Make sure y'all comment. Make sure y'all share. If y'all think I said something wrong, y'all don't agree, comment that shit. We want the feedback. We love the feedback. We want to we wanna debate with y'all. We want to agree with y'all. We want to disagree with y'all. That's what we want to do. So make sure y'all listen in. Shout out to Sean again. We really appreciate you doing that, that podcast with us. Sorry it took us so long to get it up and post it. We're just trying to work on our production, and we're getting better, man. So hopefully once you become that NFL star, you come back to us and our production on a way better level, dog. But good luck to you again with everything you're doing. Make sure y'all, like I said, make sure y'all tune in. We got a couple more interviews that we already have recorded that we have coming up very, very soon. Be on the lookout for our Ladarius Webb interview. Also, be on the lookout for our Jeremy Smith uh, interview, who's like Le- the LeBron James uh, of Australia. Uh, I mean, a dude, and, and, and the dude just could ball. So y'all make sure y'all be in tune for that. We got, uh, we got his interview coming soon. And also we got a Mother's Day special we got coming out soon too. Where we gonna interview this real, real, real talented little young guy, Kenneth Queen from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Him and his mom, who was actually a former athlete as well. Uh, and Kenneth. Get your shine on this weekend, big dog. We're gonna be we gonna be keeping the eye out on seeing what you're doing out there, bro. The little dude only nine years old. He only nine years old. So man, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for the next episode. Uh thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, man. We love y'all. Y'all be blessed.